What up, everybody? What is good? Welcome to the Damn Dude Podcast. Damn, dude. Damn, dude. This is season two, episode 41. And first off, before I even introduce myself for the show, I got to say, this show is dedicated to Juan Pablo Tafoya, Spider, Spidey, Pews, Little Dreamer, uh, however you knew him. Rest in peace. Happy birthday, Pablo. You're my motherfucking brother, my best friend, my dog, my homie, um, a fucking inspiration and somebody who really was a pivotal figure and monumental figure in my life and in many people's lives. In this episode, we're going to tell the story of Pablo Tafoya and some of the fucking shit that I got to observe him do in his lifetime. All within his first 20 years of life, he passed away at 20 years old. Today would be his, or sorry, I guess yesterday actually would be his 35th birthday. And me and the homies are going to gather up and celebrate on the weekend. So I just want to say rest in peace. Happy birthday to Pablo Tafoya. Shout out to the whole Tafoya family. Love you guys. Um, I appreciate you guys. It's, you, you guys know what it is. You know what I mean? There's a, you guys know what it is. And if you don't, holler. (laughs) So, what up everybody? Welcome. This is the Damn Dude Podcast where we have the conversations that need to be had in a way that'll make you think and say, damn dude. Damn dude. Damn dude. We're really here to help bring a whole bunch of different fucking contexts and perspectives to life and conversation because I believe that the more context and perspective we have access to, the better off and easier life is and the more enjoyable and funner it is. It's easier to navigate difficult situations when we have access to different contexts that exist. You know what I mean? So I'm your host, California Cal. I'm not one of those Californians. Come from the old school of this California type shit, not this new wave of like, whack ass men can get pregnant and women aren't women and men aren't men and da 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 now don't get it twisted i i like if you're trans if you're whatever if you're gay whatever cool do your fucking thing you know what i'm saying but the reason the word trans exists is because it implies that you're doing something that's out of the ordinary of man and woman. You're you're taking it and you're twisting it, and that's why that word exists. So that's cool. But it's like you have man, you have woman, you got trans, you got all these other things, and that's fine. But the thing here is we can't twist it all up and be like, nope, that's fucking fact now. It's like, no, it's, it's just not. You know what I'm saying? Just because you feel like that, we can't, like, feelings... Your feeling about something isn't the fact about something. You know what I'm saying? Most of the time, they're pretty fucking different. So, (laughs) Um, so I want to get into this episode and just like, this one's going to be a little bit different than we've ever done before. And I have no set way of how I want to make this episode work but the thing is is that like I got fucking sick so I just stayed home today that's why I sound like this um I didn't just like magically like grow some fucking chest hair and get a deeper voice (laughs) um but we might be a little all over the place on this one (coughs) excuse me or maybe not I don't know why I said that I think because when I put the notes down (coughs) it occurred to me as all over the place in the moment Anyways, 
I'm gonna to paint a picture. I'm gonna paint a picture of who I was and who I am, which led to me meeting Pablo and led to the introduction of who he was and how he met all the homies and how everything came to be. So this is this is pretty entertaining, to be honest. Um, first of all, I hope you guys did your music homework from last week. We do. We, I don't know why. It's like I enjoy music, but I, and I realized that a lot of the music that I enjoy, the songs aren't popular, and only people from like certain areas know this music. So I'm like, dude, why not just put it out there? And it's like give the give the music and all the shit that I like a chance to recirculate and and kind of pop off again if it has the opportunity, you know? Excuse me. So that's why I hooked you guys up with that E40 song last time. Um, Spitting, you know what I mean? That's a good song. Anyway, we'll, we'll lace you guys up with some music homework later on. We got some good ones, or we got a good one, I should say, because this song was Pablo's song. He used to bump this song, and it's from where he's from, what he was about, who he knew, and all this shit. So... It's it's dope. It's some real San Diego gangster shit. Like we real like people get it twisted. Oh, San Diego, you're whatever, whatever. Yeah, we are that. We're nice. It's friendly. You it's chill. You can fucking go eat a burrito, smoke some weed, go to the beach, go fucking skateboarding, whatever the fuck you want to do. Right? That's cool. That's that's fine. Come here, do whatever the fuck you want. You could be boisterous. You could be like a New Yorker, an LA person, whatever. Talk your shit, whatever. That's cool. If you're not being, like, directly disrespectful, we're cool. That's fine. San Diego people were chill as fuck in general. At the same time, don't get it twisted. People here will stand for themselves in, you know, when needed. And when I was sick, the fuck am I saying? When I say this, I mean people, like, really, really from here. Like, if you don't know what I mean by that, or that doesn't resonate with you and you're from here, then like you might not get what I'm talking about. But if that resonates already, like, oh yeah, I I, I know that. And if you're in your own town and somewhere else, you could be in fucking Africa. We got listeners in Africa. What up to the people in Africa? I got family, I should say relatives in Africa. Um so what up? <laughs> My point is though, uh excuse me. Fuck, man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm just on a sick one. Sorry, like I'm sick as fuck, so my brain is just struggling, and I'm trying to do a hundred different things today. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> uh, why am I talking about people in Africa and all of that? <laughs> um. Oh, I know. So it's like you know how people are where you're from. You know what I'm saying? And there's just a certain vibe and a whatever. And this breaks down into different different categories and segments like for example i'm from san diego but it's like i'm really from mira mesa i know mira mesa mecca town in this piece like i am really really from mira mesa like granted i'm also from claremont that's where i'm from originally when i was a baby i was born in claremont wasn't was it well i wasn't born in claremont but i'm from claremont when i was a baby i should say i was born at kaiser in fucking mission gorge back in the day anyway claremont mira mesa i've lived in ib live in poway i've lived in hawaii i've lived in temecula i've lived in marina del rey um you know a few different places and 
I see how even though, like, let's say, for example, IB, Miramesa, Poway, they're all, and even different parts of Miramesa, they're all in the same, they're all in San Diego. For those of you not from here, these are different towns inside of San Diego. And then it can be kind of confusing because we have San Diego County, and then that switches. It's like, so, oh, well, that's not technically San Diego, that's San Diego County, but it's not, it's, anyway. <laughs> There's a different vibe from each town, and each town's got its thing, you know what I mean? And growing up in Mira Mesa in the 90s, it was mainly Asian gangs, but at the same time, there was Mexican gangsters, and there was, like, people of all different races. You had white gangsters, you had black gangsters, you had all different people. But the way that they did it, it was kind of more like... the Like, my understanding of what a gangster was growing up was somebody who stands up for themselves and is willing to fight and has the best interests of the group at stake. To me, that's what a gangster was. Like, that was my example of gangsters. So when I speak on this or I look at it or whatever, I look back, being a gangster means something different to everybody or to a lot of different people, you know what I mean? Even if you use the same words, it's still going to resonate with you slightly in your own, or in your own way, you know what I mean? And I see that, like, the example of gangster that I had in my life meant to stand up for yourself. It meant to protect yourself and to protect your people. Because where I grew up, it's mainly Asians. It's an Asian town. And what I saw was, like, all right, like, we come together. How I first saw it was, like, the immigrant kids. They would group together because it's, like, they had trouble speaking English and they had a certain way of dressing and a certain way of kind of hanging out and all of this. And I'm like, and a, and a certain way to protect their pride and to protect their family and their friends and the and the like people. So I see that and I'm like, damn, that's tight. Like I see the respect that exists inside of it. I don't see like, like my example of gangster again, this is just mine. I didn't see people as people. I didn't see gangsters as people who were bad people. I saw them as people who were warriors. The same way that we see like warriors or we see our military in present day. You know what I mean? It's like, think about back in the day when there was no military and it's just like you had to fight for yourself or your clan or your family or your tribe. And it was like, you were a warrior. You weren't quite a soldier. You were a warrior, meaning you fought for your own shit. Like you you really went and handled your fucking business and it didn't really matter what the fuck it looked like or about the colors or this or that. It was more just like you were a warrior and you fought for what was right. You know what I mean? A warrior doesn't go out just killing to kill. A warrior fights for what's right. And that's what makes it distinct between a warrior versus a fucking soldier versus a fucking killer or a criminal. You know what I'm saying? And that's crazy. I just thought of that right now. But like... I grew up with that and I'm that type of person that like I won't give up and to me that's gangster like I won't quit I'll keep going I'll fucking try again like that's gangster I'll stand up for my people and I'll stand up for what's right I'll look fucking crazy if I have to that's gangster now granted I get that this isn't how the word works everywhere but for me that's what it always meant. 
So I never identify myself as a gangster because I recognize how this really works. It wasn't something that I was just like interested in. Like a lot of people, they were just interested in gangs and they thought rap music was cool and they thought music videos were cool and they thought the culture was cool. And what happened was, is like you get that caused a lot of people. Like if you look at now, like the average like white boy R&B singer talks like how a gangster would talk way back in the day. Like no like white dude would be like, oh, what's up, homie? You wouldn't say that that wasn't a thing back in. I mean, like it was you had that, but it wasn't like how it is now. Like you wouldn't just be some regular dude saying it. You know what I mean? Like you would be a thugged out ass white dude if you were to talk like that. Like and I don't know. It's like you hear comedians and whatever. And it's like the way they talk now, it's like, oh, what up, dog? Oh, come on, dog. Like that was like that back in the day was how like gangsters spoke. You know what I mean? It was like how thug people spoke, like in my experience, in my examples. But now it's like you hear and you see this everywhere and it's a trip. And it's kind of like, wow, it's kind of gotten like became this cool thing. But a lot of people thought it was cool or sought it out. For in my example, I did think it was cool. And maybe I I did seek it out. I don't know. But my point is, is that I kind of didn't really have a choice. It was what was around me and it was what resonated with me and it was what I recognized. I was in fourth grade when I first started seeing and hanging around the older kids and some of the gangsters. And it was like, I was at the end of third grade, I would sneak over to the fourth grade side. And then in fourth grade, I was like, I was just around. And... I was doing a bunch of shit that nobody knew I was doing. And like, it was just, I was just out, just absorbing, just soaking up game and just, you know, like E-40 says, I'm soaking up game. I'm seeing how it's done. Like, that's what I was doing. I was just soaking up game. I'm just seeing how it's done. So, like I said, in my example, in Mira Mesa, the gangsters, they weren't criminals. They were people who stood up for themselves in their community. That's why in our community in Mira Mesa, we didn't tag up the walls. We didn't tag up the fucking things. Like, yeah, it, it would happen here and there. But most of the time, it was somebody not from there that was doing that shit. I know Mira Mesa. And it's like, if you can read tagging and you can read get you can read gang writing and you can do and you can read all that shit, then it just tells you also. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like most people that just see like, why is that letter crossed out? Why is there a like why is there a three? Why is there a two? You know, it's like, why is there a one next to it? Why is it and it's like if you can read it, then you could read it and, and you're just like, oh, that's homeboy, such and such. You cross that out because that letter is the first letter of their opposing set, but that's the last letter of his own name. So crossed it out or, you know what I'm saying? Or it's like, oh, why did he add a K to the end of it? It's like, come on, bro. This is basic gangbanging, like 101. Like, bro, like cross it out and put a K. It's like, it means it's just like killer. So it's like they tag their their crew. Boom. K next to it. Killer. Like, I just killed your shit and I'll kill you. It's like, that was kind of the, how that art, I guess, works. But uh, my point is, though, is like, the people that I had modeled this gang shit was people who stood up for what was right. And that was my example of what it meant to really be gangster. Now, it got all fucked up later on. It was around when, like, the rapper Fabulous came out that it all got twisted. That was when, like, 
it was around that time when like gangbanging like was at the height of being commercial and then people were doing it all wrong like if you go and watch those old cash money videos they're wearing blue rags and red rags in like different scenes and then they were like they got their fucking red rag on the left side of their fucking pocket like bro what are you doing and they, they were just it was just all backwards they had no clue what they're doing and fabulous was wearing red and blue at the same time it was just like this big fuckery and a lot of people took it as that and didn't understand the reality of the shit and what it really 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 meant and came from in each community because why sets and gangs form in each community is for a different reason than the next you know what i'm saying if you just formed it based off of rap music or somebody else's beef from fucking 30 years ago you're stupid like that doesn't make sense you know what i'm saying like there's no you don't even get it if that's what's happening but if you're really there and you're really part of it and that's like your life it's that's all you know in cases you know <coughs> excuse me and it's just kind of interesting how many people don't understand how and why real gang culture works not the glorified like tv radio music version but it's fascinating because like the general like oh he's a gangster boom 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 like like no it's not like that you know what i mean like yeah it is don't get me wrong it is but it's not like where it's birthed from is not like that what it's evolved into has kind of turned into that so you got people out careless and fucking just being violent and ruthless for no real reason so the reason i explain all of that is to lead me to this which is that's where i come from with this gangbanging shit like I said, I'm not a gangster. I was never a gangster. I was never part of a gang. I knew people. I hung around people. I was around it. So growing up, I'm maybe like, what, like 12, 13 years old, maybe 13. And I fucking, I see this fucking essay around the corner by the pool. And I'm like, who the fuck is this fool? And he looks at me kind of like with the same look, like some homie, like, <laughs> And it's like, that's my fucking neighborhood, bro. Like, it, dude, I, I I could pull like right now 30 people and we got way more than that who know what the fuck is up with Canis Lane and Scorpius like in the 90s. That shit was so lit. Everybody would come around there, but it's like we lived there and we knew every person that fucking walked by, walked through everything. Like we just... It was, we were outside constantly, nonstop, like dozens of us all the time. <laughs> like there is no replicating how the fuck it was back. Like it, it was some other shit, right? So I see Pablo and that's who it is. And it's like, I'm like, this guy's looking like unfamiliar and uncomfortable, but comfortable. And like, he's trying to get familiar. So I was kind of like, all right, like, I remember I approached him kind of hard, like, what's up, homie? And he hit me up like that, too. He's like, he's like, hey, what's up, homie? Blah, 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 my name's Pablo. And he just went off on this whole fucking thing, like, hey, they call me Pablo, they call me Spider, blah, 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 KBS, Wattown, da, 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 da. I was just like, oh, shit. I was like, so what's up? And he's just like, shit, so what's up? I was like, and we kind of like, we both realized in that moment, like, we didn't want to fight. And we didn't, we didn't really want it. We didn't want problems with each other, either. And that fool knows I would have beat him up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yo, every time me and Pablo would box, 
the way it would work is I would win, he would win. 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 And that was every time we ever fucking boxed or wrestled or slap boxed, that's how the fuck it happened. Like every single time was like, I win, he win. I win, he win. We can never say who was better. I still think I was better. <laughs> but, uh, yo, <laughs> I, I, so, <coughs> excuse me. I'm realizing, dude, like, as I get older, they're like, a lot of people take me as just some, like, broed out, like, oh, yeah, dude, like, I am. At the same time, it's like people recognize the gangster that's in me, too. Like I said, I'm not a gangster, I'm not a gangbanger, but you, you know what I'm saying, in this context. And... It's like when you meet somebody else, you see it, you recognize it. It's like when you come from a similar place, like you can you can recognize that. And I feel really blessed and fortunate to come from a place with many different experiences and cultures and people to where it's like I get to recognize that commonly around. It's like, for example, if you grew up going to the desert out here, you and whoever that person is, if you grew up doing that, you can absolutely talk and vibe for fucking hours it does not matter you guys can talk and vibe for hours you can disagree about politics you can disagree about fucking life and abortions and food and health and fucking chevy ford toyota you can disagree about everything and you can have a peaceful conversation with that person for hours that's entertaining and engaging and fun it's just like that it's the same way when you you meet somebody and you got that gangster sh- like you come from seeing and knowing that gangster shit and you see they got that it's like yo i see you gangster like i can just tell by the way you move you know what i mean like like for example there's a there's a lady in my business group she's probably like same age as me maybe yeah she's probably like same age but like i see it i haven't (laughs) i've been meaning to go call it out but like which i kind of have a little but it's just the way shit works whatever but i was like yo i you know what's up you know what I mean? And it's like, you say that and the other person already knows what that means. And so what happened was when Pablo and I met, we're walking, we're, we're right next to the pool. Because there, there's a community pool around the, like in the middle of the whole neighborhood. So we're like, and there's like a community pool and like a park. And that was like, it's kind of like this little alleyway. So you can kind of hang there and like do whatever, like it was a safe place to kind of just like be like a bad kid or whatever. Like, because you could, because like a car, like a car or whoever couldn't, like you could escape from either side out into like a bunch of different streets. So it was like, if somebody came one way, you just go the other way. If somebody came that way, you go the other way. And if people came from both sides, you could just literally run like another direction. It was just, I don't know how to explain it. If you, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, so, we were so I remember we were just there and like there was just this respect and he was like, "Shit, so what you want to do, homie?" And I was like, "Fuck, I don't know, bro. Like, let's fucking go swimming." He's like, "Shit, all right." And then he runs over to the house across the street. I was like, "Yo, what the fuck?" I was like, "What are you doing at that house?" He's like, "See, I, I, he's like, I kind of live here. He's like, my grandma lives here, and my mom stays here." And my uncles and this and that was just like, word, like, so you live here? He's like, kind of. He would come like every, 
every other like weekend or every it's something like that right i forget i forget exactly but he was or he would come like the first time i met him it was like he was there and gone and there and gone and then the next summer that came around he was there for like the whole summer and i was like yo and from that day forward me and him just started kicking it tough dude like every single day um so then the next year is like we go to high school i'm like 14 or something like that or it's high school years i i'm kicked out of school i'm going to homeschool at this time for my freshman year and pablo's in and out of school in and out of jail this whole time and we fucking like i said we're kicking it tough dude like we're not really getting into anything we're just going to the pool fucking barbecuing and and just doing funny shit talking to the girls in the neighborhood like just be you know just having fun being silly and shit on some like summertime kid shit and uh we weren't getting into fights we weren't getting into none of that it was just like we're having fun and it was like i feel blessed because i got to see this side of him where he was like kind of a kid still but he was already grown up he had seen some shit already like the stories he would tell me he told me his best friend died in his arms when like he was a kid and like just bled out in his arms like in the street like i forget if he got shot or stabbed but it was just it was crazy dude but like pablo's spirit and resilience was just like he would take everything and and use it as he wouldn't make any meaning of it he would just be like he would feel it be like fuck shit all right homie and then he would get back on his shit and do his thing and he just his spirit was of something else now i realize i just gave this whole long background story i was talking about myself a lot but we're gonna shift this over and it's like i needed to explain that for all the rest of this to make sense so we're gonna take a quick break as these messages will be right bike damn dude damn dude Except you son of a bitch It's finger licking Farmer dipping Finger fucking Finger dicking Dicking Flipping Ficking Chicken Frogging Dogging Hogging Flogging Fred And I've come To deliver a message To y'all A message that's of epic proportions. A message that's more important than this background music. A message that's more important than you've got mail. A message so important. I hope you're sitting down. That message is, my friends and folks. Don't believe. Have a gratitude. Have a good attitude. Do what's good and do what's right. Especially when no one's looking. This is. 
Finger dipping, finger licking, farmer dicking, fipper ficking, chicken dicking, flipping frickin' frogging, hogging, slamming, standing, cooping, tanning, turpentining, sliding, dipping, dodging, free. Damn, dude. Oh, what up, everybody? Welcome, bicycle. Hope you guys had a nice little intermission break there. And uh hope you guys remember count your blessings, mine. So, anyways, let's uh, keep moving right along here. Fellas and fillets. If I say fillets, is that offensive to women fish? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, funny, funny, funny. Um, so you guys, hold on one second. Oh, no, whoa. Don't do that. Come on, Chuck. Okay. Sorry. I'm trying to fix something on my... F oh, one second too late. I'm trying to get this lined up for our music homework when it comes. All right, guys. Sorry, I'm being obnoxious. So, uh... Okay. So, dude. So, like, to me... Talking about, like, what does it mean, like, basically to be a real gangster? And like I just explained, that was what it all meant to me. So then we fast forward. I recognize Pablo. I see that in him where it's like, yo, people ain't fucking with me and people ain't fucking with you. And the reason people aren't fucking with you is because they're not fucking with me. And, like, that was kind of the vibe that we were on, you know? And, like, I realized a lot of... Damn, I just realized this right now. A lot of my, like, oldest friends... Like, a lot of my old best, like, my oldest and best friends, the one thing we have in common, I just realized this right now, is, like, sense of humor for sure, but on another level than that, is all of us have this, like, don't fuck with me thing about us in our own way. And whether that be, like, yo, I'm gonna fucking flip out and start yelling at your ass, or I'm gonna just fucking punch your ass, or I'm not gonna say anything and just collect evidence and then come back and fucking dump it on you, or... It's like, however the fuck, you know, we kind of each have our own, like, don't fuck with me in our own way that we fight. Meaning what I was trying to say is like a fight that doesn't have to be words. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, use your skill. You use your, your grit and your, that perseverance that exists, you know? Um, so yeah, none of us are like tough guys, but like at the same time, none of us take shit either, you know? Um, not saying like, yeah, it would we're fucking we have never been punked or some shit like shit happens you know what i mean fuck we've all been punked if you can say you've never been punked like i don't know if i believe you like truly like the hardest dudes i know have gotten punked before like you know what i'm saying like it's just happened whether it was once or fucking something or you know it exists so there's something i want to say about pablo which is, you know, he might be one person that never got punked. Like, <laughs> nah, because he got punked in his own ways by, like, his family or his mom or brothers or whatever, you know, like, that type of shit, which is, oh, which is good for you uh, in, in ways, you know. So, I want to paint this picture, like, the reason warrior resonates so tough with me i got warrior tattooed on my hand 
And it happens to be that like Ultimate Warrior is my favorite wrestler. And I've I've always just been like, thought that it was so cool. Just the idea of a warrior, you know, thinking about it's like one of my, like, I really like, fuck, it resonates with me a lot. Like there's this crazy one song where it's just, where the hook of it is like, walk, 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 like a warrior, warrior. And like, I don't know what it is. It's just kind of, he's kind of saying it in this like tribal sort of way. And I'm just like, fuck, this is sick, dude. Like, it's just always resonated with me. Whenever I see that, there's something that speaks to me about Warrior. And the last time I went and did ayahuasca ceremony in Peru, my homie David, what up, David? Much love to you, brother. I love you always, dude. Um, you are a fucking incredible human being, dude. Um, but I saw him as a warrior in armor and he saw me as a warrior in armor and both of us were resting and we both saw each other resting. And then during the ceremony, we saw each other like it was like, I don't know. We went on a journey of like fighting through different shit and it's like standing for what's right. And it was like, hold on. How is it that we could have love for all different beings and at the same time, go and fight. You know what I mean? And be willing to kill in the, in, for, the, for what's right. You know what I mean? Meaning it's like, I'm a fucking soldier. I'm a warrior. Like, I'm going to do, I'm going to fight for what's right in that sense, you know, metaphorically. And it's like, if you are willing to die for what your shit is, it's like, that's kind of in the same thing, you know? But anyways, my point is, that's a whole nother, like, trippy topic i could go off on on a whole fucking thing which yeah i'll save that for another time anyway <laughs> uh so i recognize that in pablo and pablo is one of my i believe is one of my angels one of my spirit guides who would help guide me for so many years and just help lead me and i re- so i'm asking like well what is it that when is it okay to fucking hurt another person? And it's like, well, if they're trying to do harm to you or somebody who's innocent or lesser or weaker, then it's okay to go protect them. Now, the measure is to not go overboard and beyond what's necessary to stop the person from being a threat. Damn, dude. And I heard that from a from SN Goinka, who I consider a, an enlightened person or being um rest in peace to him or maybe not even rest in peace he's probably on some fucking crazy journey in some spiritual world but anyway even he said and i look up to him and i would consider him one of my a really good teacher of mine he said yo like it's not okay to hurt people but it is okay to hurt people and i was like what the fuck like what are you talking about and he's like the most peaceful dude ever but what he's talking about is like it's okay to protect somebody Sometimes to protect the innocent or the weaker, it requires you being a standing force to stop that person from being a threat when they're not in the right mind, when they're lacking judgment or in a different mindset or how, whatever the case may be, right? It's like intervening and understanding. Like if you introduce a dog to a cat and it's the first time they've met and they're both already old their instinct is to be like, fuck you, you know, and to like go at it. It's like we can't be mad. So rather as responsible people, we introduce them safely and smartly and responsibly. 
it's, I see that kind of as the same thing as like, if it comes to some sort of needing to take action to defend yourself or protect somebody, you know, or to protect your space. And Pablo was the absolute fucking embodiment of being that type of person. He spent literally like half of his life in jails or facilities or correctional facilities or whatever the fuck, juvenile hall, all that shit. And it wasn't because he was a bad person. It wasn't because he was a bad kid. It wasn't because he did bad stuff. It was because he was always fucking going out on the furthest limb to help people. And it's like what that would look like was like he would go and help fight a fight for you. He would go and back you up. He would go and like if he understood you couldn't fight, he would make you show up there and he'd be like, look, I'll handle this fool for you, but you have to fucking stand there and and talk and whatever. But I got your back. And it was like he was empowering people. There was so many different people. There was this kid named Werewolf Kid. I think I've talked about him before on the show. He was getting thrown in trash cans literally by these kids, by like eight to 12 kids. And Pablo went and stood up for this kid all by himself in the middle of school hallway by himself just because it was the right thing to do. And he didn't give a fuck if eight people beat him up or 12 people or however many people. True story. And like from there on, like Werewolf Kid had a different fucking thing about him you know he's like holy shit like wow you know it gave him some sort of confidence and some sort of courage in this way where it's like dang not only does somebody have my back and does another person care about me but that person put their life on the line for me like holy fuck you know like the least I could do is stand up for myself now to some degree and I feel bad because World Kid he got it bad like from a lot of different people and I encouraged some shit for a while. I don't remember why we didn't like this kid. I think he said some fucked up stuff online or something to us. And to us, this was before like talking shit online was like a thing. Like it would like if you talk shit to me online, I will beat you up at school the next day. It was, it was like there would be a fight. You know what I mean? Like you couldn't just talk shit and then not get beat up for it. Like creating fake accounts and all that shit. Like it wasn't even a thing yet. You know what I mean? Like, it, like people hadn't even the technology didn't hasn't hadn't gone that far to. I mean, I'm sure some people have fake accounts, but like, it was like whoever the fuck it was, you could like go and find them and be like, they'd be like, I'm sorry, or they'd be like, fuck you, or like whatever the case was, right? <coughs> and there was multiple fights that me and different people that I knew had gotten into because of people talking shit online. Like for us, it was like this is real life. It's no different than if you called me on my phone and we're like, hey, fuck you, I'll fuck you up, which that used to be a thing, actually. I just realized that doesn't, that probably doesn't happen anymore. Dude, you would get a call, yo, from somebody's jealous ex-boyfriend or some shit. It was always some fucking hella crazy Asian gangster dude who'd be like, hey, what's up, homie? You talking to my girl? I'm like, who the fuck is this? Like, yo, this shit was crazy for a while. <laughs> And then I have a block number and you couldn't call it back and all that. it was or they'd be like or they'd call you from an unblocked number and be like sup homie this is blah 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 like and it was always like you talking to my girl and be like bro you guys broke up like fucking two years ago like let the shit go bro anyway <laughs> uh nah so Pablo was like this beacon of like of stand up for yourself promoting like like enforcement of what's right 
And it was crazy because he was truly like this local, like neighborhood Robin Hood sort of dude. Now, granted, he would also accept fights way faster than like he probably should have. He was just so down. It was like, like, especially when he was younger, like as he started getting older, he started understanding like he didn't have to take every fucking threat as a fight or turn it into that or let it be that or whatever. Was like, bro, just fuck, fuck them, dude. Like, it ain't even worth it right now. Like, let's keep moving, homie. Like, but when he was younger, it was like he was so dedicated to being down that it was like, hey, fuck you, I'm from blah blah blah. He didn't give a fuck if there was a hundred of you, and one of him, he would rep his shit and he would fucking stand there proud and he would fight as many of the hundred as possible. And he would fucking go out like a soldier. For reals. Now, I got to experience this firsthand. And I didn't know that I was so fucking down. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yo. Pablo had this heart that was of such a fucking courageous, brave warrior. I can't even, like, explain it, dude. It was so above and beyond anything I've ever seen or witnessed from another human being in this lifetime up till this point. Pablo died in 2006, and it's 2022 right now, and I still have not met another person who's just so, like, has the absolute highest level of integrity no matter how fucking dangerous the situation is he was that guy dude like you could have literally followed around followed him around with the camera and just made a whole fucking superhero movie and i'm not exaggerating i'm not kidding and i'm not just hyping it up because he's my homie he really was always looking to protect people potential threat potential threat potential threat like he was like that like like he was like the gangster essay Mexican version of like a police officer. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, he wouldn't be happy. I said that, but he would, he would get it after his feelings got hurt a little bit. And then he'd be like, the fuck homie. He, he used to call me Coco. He'd be like, fuck Coco. Like you, you, you <laughs> like, you think I'm a fucking cop homie? I'm like, no bro. Like, let me like, listen, <laughs> he's funny because his heart was so big that he was so sensitive also though like in a beautiful way though it was weird pablo was the hardest gangster the hardest the most down person i've ever fucking seen to like just willing to protect he wasn't out to do wrong or rob or steal or none of that shit He was out to make sure that what was right fucking happened. And he would literally use his fucking hands to ensure that. Whether he knew he was going to lose the fight or not. So, like I said, like, dude, there was this time. And I think I'm pretty sure I've told the story on the pod before. But I got to tell it again because it's probably one of the craziest stories and things that's ever happened in my life. But, uh... So... This is fucking crazy, dude. So, okay. So, like I said, uh, growing up in Mira Mesa. I know Mira Mesa. Mecca Town. 
it was mainly Asians. We had a lot of Asian gangs. We had other people too, right? Now, the Mexican gangs was like Pablo and a handful of his homies. And there wasn't a lot, right? And which was weird. Like, we're in San Diego. You'd think there'd be hella Mexican kids at our school, but there wasn't. It was Our town was fucking Asian, Filipino, Vietnamese as fuck. It was so... I mean, we got our Mexicans, but it's like there wasn't a lot of them in school for whatever reason. But anyway, uh, Pablo on, it was like Mexican Independence Day or something. And he's walking around with this gigantic Mexican flag on the stick, like a fucking huge one. Like it was like bigger than the, like, than you could like carry. Like you have to keep it waving in order to keep it from just like hanging all heavily down on the stick all awkwardly and your forearms get all pumped and he was proud as fuck to be mexican he wasn't causing any trouble he was just celebrating it's like Viva Donasa! like just going around it like it, he was just he was literally running around the school campus just celebrating being silly just fucking keep in mind he's all like this loked out ass gangster ass looking essay at the same time he was so free to be himself and laugh and just fucking dance and express. And oh my gosh, dude, I, oh fuck, I need to get his poem book. So Pablo used to write poetry. It was beautiful, dude. And it was like, like I said, he was like, he had the biggest heart, meaning like with courage and bravery and love and feelings and intuition and just this absolute like his his spirit was so free it was like no matter where you lock him up no matter where you made him sleep his spirit was just way fucking bigger than whatever box you put him in and it still is because he still lives on today and Like I said, it's like he just he just had heart, dude. Like if there was anybody who had heart, like that was one thing his uncle said at his funeral, too, was like, yo, Pablo didn't leave us the gift of physical possessions behind when he passed. He left us the gift of his heart and his spirit and his soul. I got fucking children now. He he left a, he he left his message. He left his actions that he took in life. He he left that here for us. He let he like he le- he left his soul here. He left he left his lessons. He left his actions. He left his his message and his his, his footprint on on a society and, and on so many people who like, he, just, he helped so many people who didn't have a chance and so many people who were, who were just so scared. He was just such a protector and such a, a, a vibrant and deep individual that like, I'll do whatever I can to make sure that his... His legacy lives on. And I know how to do that is through helping kids and through having these conversations and sharing these messages and just keep fucking doing this, you know? 
Pablo was just an absolute force and a warrior of a human being. He only lived 20 years, but it's like he made the impact of fucking generations. I make sure my kids know about him. I make sure all my little like nieces and nephews in my friend circle and family group and stuff and whoever I I, I come across that make sure that they know him and they, they understand his legacy. And I'm going to make sure that goes on, too, because also, like his uncle said at his funeral, he's like, dude, to really know and see the real gift and beauty of Pablo was to see him interact with children. And I, when he, as soon as he said that, I just broke down and just fucking started crying so much, dude. I'm just like, oh, my God, like, that's my purpose in life. That's exactly it. I don't know what, why, or how, or what the fuck I'm going to do, but that is my absolute purpose in life. That's how I will honor Pablo's name. I know what it's like to lose a child in my family. Like, I lost my little sister before she was even two years old. She was just shy of two years old by, like, a couple months. So I've got to, I've got to carry on, and I've got to do that. So it's like... I will do my best to be a warrior in this lifetime of love and what's right and to protect and prepare people for dangerous situations, but in a way that they have fun and they don't even recognize that that's what's going on. I just want to be able to be somebody who's a dope-ass person to the kids in this generation and the people that encounter me. I have to. I have to do it for Pablo. I have to do it for my sister. I have to do it for my grandma. I have to do it for my best friends. I have to do it for my homie John John. I have to do it for my homie Stan. I have to do it for so many different people. I have to do it. It's for me, but those people have to live on through me. If other people aren't going to keep speaking their name and keeping them alive, I'm going to keep doing it because that's just what's fucking right. And I don't really know why. Like, I don't, I really don't know why. I don't know why this is the right thing to do, to keep fucking just doing this and having these conversations. I just know it is. And I know that Pablo would force me to keep going. Even as a fucking like 40 year old man, I could see him fucking putting me in a headlock and make me keep doing what I know is right. And he recognized that in me. He would always tell me like, dude, you would tell me like, dude, like you have a chance. You don't have to fucking do all this shit. You don't have to keep getting involved. You don't have to go deeper. Like there's, there, there, you have a lot of opportunity and you have so much potential. And I would hate when people would tell me I have so much potential, but when he would tell me it would resonate, there's a handful of other people that would tell me that it would resonate and that when people see some sort of potential in you, like, you gotta honor that, man. Like, I mean, you don't have to, but it's wise to, you know? 
So I got to do what I got to do to fucking do good in this world and speak truth into this world. No matter how upset I get or what the fuck goes on, because I got to keep going. And I'm going to tell a story in just a second that really fucking goes into why it's important to keep going and how to. So I'm going to take a quick break. One second. Damn, dude. Damn, dude. What up, everybody? Welcome, Bicycle. So, whoo, wowee. Wow, man. What a, uh, man. Well, <laughs> now what, guys? What do we do now? <laughs> Anybody got anything to say? Like, <laughs> oh fuck! Where do we go from here? Oh man! Nah, this is why we keep it real as fuck. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck. Like, but I gotta tell this story, and it's like, excuse me, I didn't finish the flag story. What do you guys want to hear? The flag story or this deep story? Now nah, we're going to tell the flag story first because it happened first in in the, the order that life occurred. We were younger when the flag story happened. We were older when the Southern, when the, the haunted jukebox incident. Baby. Thing. Okay, anyway, hold on. <laughs> so, Pablo was carrying the Mexican flag around school, right? As I was saying, he had it on this big ass stick, waving it around all day, every class. And like, there was, it was like, we would be like, I don't know. It was like back in the day, like in Mira Mesa, we said the word fool so, 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 so much. And we still do like, damn fool, so fool. Like, yo, if you're really from Mira Mesa, fool comes out and you didn't even know what happened because and it's not an insult i remember <laughs> dude the first time i was telling this story uh me and my son nate we were doing something and i met nate when he was eight or nine years old i always say eight and he's like bro it was nine and i don't know why in my head i always i'm like you were eight but like when we do the math he was nine whatever anyway he <laughs> Me and him did, did something. I forgot what it was. Or he did something that was like some knucklehead thing. He, was, he got in trouble or something. I forget what it was. We either did something cool or he got in trouble. And I was like, I was telling his mom, I was like, yeah, this fool did this, blah, 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 blah. And then she was like, what the heck? Like, don't call him that. I was like, what? She's like, you just call him fool? I was like, she's like, don't call him a fool. I was like, what like i started cracking up excuse me and she she started getting upset and i was like dude what and is she, is she like not upset but kind of like confused more so i should say was 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 the thing she's like what and i'm like dude like no fool that's just like that means dude i was like where i come from fool means dude it means homie it means bro it means sis. It means unk. It means it could also mean like dumb shit. It could also mean whatever. It's like you could use it for anything. You could be like, 
it's just, if somebody spilled something and knocked something over and you went, dude, <laughs> that's like dumbass. Like, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? That's like full. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or it's like, oh shit, what's up, fool? Like, damn, I haven't seen you in a minute. Or like, you know what I mean? Like, like, hey, there that fool is. Like, oh, look at this fool. Like, uh, it's just we use that word a lot, Mira Mesa. I know Mira Mesa. And uh, why am I even going down that whole rabbit hole? Uh, oh, so anyway, <coughs> we used to be like, oh, there's the white fools over there, the white table, or and it was like because it was the football team was like, it was like there wasn't a lot of white people at our school. There was like all the white kids were on the baseball and football team and the, and they were the same kids. <laughs> I'm not kidding though. That's funny. I just realized that, but that's true. Like same kids that play baseball, the same kids that play football, the same kids that play basketball. Like, and they're cool. What up? Those are, those are the homies, you know, but, um, no. So it was a, it was a grade younger than me of, football team and all these white dudes on the team there's like fucking 50 of them and one of these fools starts spitting on pablo's fucking gigantic flag and pablo's like oh hell no blah blah blah. and like they're gonna get into it and everybody breaks it up and because it's just at like lunchtime at school and there's like literally thousands and thousands of kids like in our class there's thousands of kids in each class there's several thousand kids uh there's a ton of people at our school so we go to fucking pablo's like hey yo we gotta fucking i gotta like we gotta go confront these fools like we gotta go fight these fools behind the bungalows after school next to mark twain next to twain mark twain is like the alternative school too i'm like all right fucking whatever homie let's go so we swoop up the homie grumpy and the homie fucking sleepy Yes, these were my Mexican homies. But what up, Grumps? Um, I still see this fool around every now and then. What's good, bro? Uh, if you ever listen to this. So, and there was another homie. I forget who it was, bro. And, and like, literally, I, oh, fuck, I forget. But um, there's four of us. It was Pablo, me, Grumps. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, that was it, actually. There wasn't one more. Oh, the one one more was my ex. She just stayed in the car the whole time, though. But, uh, yeah, it was me, Grumps, and Sleepy, and Pews, and me. And we fucking show up. And it's me and fucking three of the essay homies. And we hop out. <coughs> and they all start taking fucking, like, tyrants and knives and all this shit and, like, throwing it in my car. And I was like, damn, like, all right, then, like, that's cool. They're like, nah, I mean, like, we're throwing down, bro. Like, we ain't trying to fucking go out like no punks. Like, fuck it, let's go, bro. And I hopped out. I was wearing fucking, uh, like, those get... For those of you who know what house shoes are, house slippers are, like, the black ones with the fuck, like, the ghetto ones, you know what I'm saying, that you wear with the tall-ass white socks, like, and they're, like, slippery. Uh, Well, they have the slippery and the non-slippery ones, but at the time, I had the slippery ones. And I hopped out and I was like, fuck, I'm about to have to fucking kick my shoes off and fight my socks. And we jump out and fucking Paul starts talking all this shit to them. He's like, what's up, homie? Like, what's up with that? You trying to spit on my flag? You fucking, you know, that's some racist ass shit, blah, blah, blah. That's straight disrespectful. 
Um, he's like, that ain't cool with me. Like, we can go one on one. What's up? And it's like, what did Pablo used to say? I forget. But like, I don't know. But he'll be like, yo, what's up? Like, you know, like we could throw ones, like we could square up, let's go. And they're just like, oh fuck you, blah, blah, blah. They start talking all the shit. And then some other people start talking shit. And then we're like, all right, then what's up, homie? And then I see fucking Pablo spit straight in this fool's face. And I'm like, oh, the line was just crossed. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's spitting the biggest football player dude's face. And I'm like, oh shit. Like, yeah, the line was just most certainly crossed. I like, like, time froze for me, dude. It was like that for that Tupac image. That picture of Tupac where he's spitting and his like arms are out wearing and he's wearing the red and the the jersey and the, the bandana. It was like that. It was like slow motion, just this iconic image of a fucking Pablo Pugh, Spidey, whatever you want to call him. Just poof, straight in this fool's face. Guy. I, I'm and I'm just like, oh, we're literally about to fight a wave of people. There's literally 50 or more people in the parking lot. And there's four of us and my ex-girlfriend in the car. And I, I am not exaggerating one bit. I'm like, oh shit. So I see the other homies. They kind of like, we're all like side-eyeing each other. Like, oh, like it's really on now. Like what's going to happen next, you know? And then all of a sudden I see one of them spit too. Just spit into the crowd. And then we all start spit and then we all start spitting into the crowd. We're like, fuck you guys, you guys are fucking bitch made. Like, what's up? You guys are pussy. And then like they did nothing. They didn't do anything. We were like, I was just like, holy fucking shit. And I remember as soon as they didn't do anything. But so what happened was they were standing there for so long, just getting spit on. And, and we were just talking shit to them. They eventually started getting quiet. And like the crowd, the whole crowd started kind of getting shook. And once you shake the crowd, they don't, nobody wants to do anything. I've been in a situation where I've been with like five dudes and there was three people who rolled up to us. And because of the way the confrontation happened, they fucking robbed my homies. Well, the, not my homies, but they robbed like one or two of my homies. And it was kind of like, in hindsight, we could have, like, I, they had a knife and we were just going getting out of the swimming pool. Like, in hindsight, we could have done something to where if all of us had jumped into action, we could have handled the situation and it would have went the other way. But the way that we got approached and the way that, like, everybody got shook, it was like this, like, ah, oh, fuck, like like mentally psychologically they had gotten us and that's where you get fucked up is when you can psychologically get a collective of people nobody wants to be the guy to step up and get fucking knocked out by the one of four people who's willing to fight one out of 50 you know what i mean so it's like or even 50 out of 50 so nobody wants to be the hero in that scenario because the whole crowd gets shook and it's like this blanket of scared comes over you it's like 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 what i'm imagining like i've seen videos of like the world trade center blowing up and like in my observation it was like you see people first kind of like what the fuck like what's going on they're like confused and observing and then once you see people start assessing then like you see them like the the wave of panic comes over and they start running and then all of a sudden other people they don't even care what the assessment is they just start running also 
And it's just like everybody's just running and you're like, everyone's just shook because it's terrifying. You don't know what's going on exactly. And you don't want to be the one dude to fucking go find out so necessarily, you know. So it's kind of fascinating how that worked and like they didn't do anything. So all of a sudden what happened was like the school security drove around and they start calling the cops and all this and it just starts getting crazy. So we fucking jumped in the car and just fucking dipped out. But it was like, I could not believe that we did not get our asses kicked. Like I've had a handful of instances where it was like me versus like a whole gang of people and I didn't back down and I talked my shit and whatever, but it was nowhere near as impressive as that was like that shit was excuse me was absolutely just next level i was so fucking scared but pablo was just like heart it doesn't matter if we get our ass beat we stood for what was right and i'm like fuck so it's like that's part of also why i got mad love for my mexican people like not only are my kids mexican i'm not mexican at all but it's like i got mad love for them like i fight for you guys like and you know what i mean it's like dude at the same time, we all got to watch each other's back. It doesn't matter what fucking color or where we come from, whatever. But it's like, if you're proud to be Mexican, that's cool. Do that shit. I got you. I support you. Like, that's cool as fuck. If you're proud to be whatever the fuck you are, that's cool. Go do that. You know what I'm saying? But don't disrespect other people in the process. You could be proud to be white. That's fine. You know what I'm saying? You can have a lot of people. Shut the fuck up. Like, it's fine. If you're proud to be italian if you're proud to be irish if you're proud to be fucking swedish norwegian fucking whatever the fuck russian like those are all white people but they all have their own culture you know what i'm saying like whatever the fuck you are you could be from england you could be proud that's fine you could be black you could be asian chinese japanese you could be whatever the fuck you want and be that's fine be proud but don't be fucking disrespectful be proud by honoring your traditions and the teachings of your people and of the land and of the time you know what i'm saying <coughs> excuse me so i explained that story just to kind of like explain the heart that pablo had and when you have heart and the ability to just fucking stand up and lead by example people will fucking go to war with you and that's just fucking blowing my mind i'm like how do i assemble a team of people who are riders just down the fight for the cause for what i'm up to let's go to fucking war but it's not like we're going to go fight it's we're going to go transform the world in a positive way by teaching babies how to fucking save their lives by providing peace of mind to families by helping kids by changing the leading cause of accidental death in the world for kids like that's my ultimate and grand mission you know what i'm saying that and having making sure that we have the conversations that need to be had it's like if I do those things, and then obviously if I like contribute to my kids financially and spending time and all of that, like if I'm doing those things and that, if I'm doing all those things, I'm being a good dad because I'm leading by example. Who gives a fuck what people think? Go. Who gives a fuck what, pe- what a fuck what people think? Do it. It doesn't fucking matter what language you speak, where you're from, where you came from, whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. I had a hard time adapting to like being like a bro looking dude and people relating to me as one versus being like a scary thugged out person like it was hard like my ego needed to insert that into like 
all the new meetings of people. I couldn't let people meet me as fresh, me, who I am, and how they judge me right now. I had to make sure they understood that piece of me. And I realized that that's what holds me, that's what's probably held me back from a lot of things is like injecting all that shit into it. And it's like, your story doesn't really fucking matter. It's what you create by overcoming that story. Then the story matters. And I realize my story doesn't necessarily matter that much. It does a little bit because I've done some stuff, but I haven't really done anything. Like I have because each kid's life saved or each family that has peace of mind with their kid, that's that really matters. That's very important and that's life-changing for people and for myself. But at the same time, my mission's bigger than that. It's way bigger than that. And it's like, I've got to get in alignment with that. So I realized, dude, when you can just lead with heart to the fullest, it's like, you don't really give a fuck what people think. Yeah, I'm gonna go fight fucking 50 dudes with two of my homies. Hey, Calvin, you down? shit all right let's go and that made me realize holy fuck i got heart like a motherfucker i really am a warrior i will die out here on this battlefield and if i can take and harness that energy into saving kids lives and catching up with messages and all this shit and just staying on top of it i will be that much of a more potent warrior but it's like i've got to get my shit behind the scenes all in order all my ducks in a row or whatever the fuck is called <laughs> in order to to do that and lead effectively and it's interesting because like life has hit the hard reset button you know it got hit on my life majorly it's like i'm in the fucking brand new i got a tiny ass apartment everything's like new to me right now like i have never been in the situation that i'm in i've got kids i got a relationship that didn't work like that's not what i'm carrying around but it's like that had happened and that's part of this newness i should say um, so it's like really interesting to see where I can go and what I can do with this reset that's happened, you know? And it's like, I've got to get everything in order all the way down to like, I have boxes of papers that are in storage and stuff. And it's like, I've got to go and get those all cleared out. Like I realized I need to go through every single piece of my life, every cabinet, every drawer, every box, every bag, and just kind of like reset and refresh and like hit the renew button so I can just be clear, more clear in life and ready to like do shit and ready to act and create my team. So it's like my house isn't full of clutter. Whoever can come over at any time and it's not a big deal. You know what I mean? Like shit's in order. Sometimes it's not. But that's what I'm striving for, you know? Excuse me. So, I say all those stories to get to this too, which is the story of the hunt. So, for those of you, like, really from, like, Mira Mesa area, you guys know what's up with the haunted, with the old haunted jukebox that was at Rigoberto's on Miramar Road. Damn, dude. You guys know uh, that jukebox, it would just fucking be like randomly fire up and it's playing some fucking like crazy Mexican song. And then like it would just shut off and you're like, what the fuck? And then it would turn on and then it'd be like, here come the man in black. And then you're like, what the fuck? And then it would play like six songs and then it'd be like ACDC and then like some other shit and then like Tupac. And, then, and you're like, 
the fuck is going on with this thing? But it would just turn off and then it would turn on and it would be like a new song. It would shut off halfway in the middle of a song, turn on and be halfway into a new song. It was like, it, it was funny. Like sometimes you can just put, what I think was happening was like, <coughs> excuse me. I think people would put quarters in and it would just, they would all get stuck and get like backed up in it somewhere. And then I think they would just fall through. And then like whatever song selections people made from like a week back, it had just collected all those quarters. And then like one would just fall in and then it would just pick up playing the song. And then like, it was weird, dude. But anyway, uh, <laughs> so fuck man, this is a crazy story. So I, I, what I want to, Paint is the picture of Pablo's heart and who he was, right? Like I said, he did poetry. He would stand up for anybody. He was willing to just ride or die, truly, do or die, always. Stand up for whoever, no matter what are the odds. Stand up for himself, no matter what are the odds. And there was this day, I remember, he found that he was, he, so he was going to have a baby. His girl was pregnant. And she ended up having a miscarriage. And I remember I picked him up from his ex's house that night that he found out. And I'm driving him back up to Mira Mesa. And I had never seen him so sad. Because like I said, it was like to know Pablo was to see him interact with kids. Like he didn't care that he was young. He didn't care. He didn't have this or that. He was like, he was going to make it fucking happen. He was going to make it work. He was so good with kids. It was unbelievable. Like, all the younger kids have such good memories and impressions of him, you know? And, yeah, man, like, he was just devastated, dude. Like, I remember he got in my truck, and he was just fucking crying. And he had explained to me on the phone before I'd picked him up. So I, when I picked him up, I already knew what was going on, and I was just like, I was just like silent. I was just like, fuck, I'm sorry, man, like. You know, just fucking, like, give him a hug. Like, I don't... What can you even say, you know? He was devastated, man. Broke my heart. I mean, his heart was broken, and that broke my heart. And, like... He, we just, like... I was like, bro, like... I don't know what, man, but, like, let's let's go get something to eat. So we go to Rigoberto's. And he's just processing the whole thing and he's just cried it all. He's crying for like fucking 25 minutes on the drive up. And when you see a real gangster fucking cry, a real warrior fucking cry, it hits different. It hits way different. Which I should have gave you guys the music homework. Andre Nicotina, Gangsta Cry. That's a that song fucking fucks me up, dude. Cause that takes me back to the first time I saw Gangster Cry. Anyway, I've told that story before, but maybe we'll touch on it later. Anyway. It was just the craziest, heaviest, saddest thing I I I can like recall, you know? One of them anyway. And we go to the Mexican shop, we're ordering their food, and he just, I see him, he kind of, he's not like talking to himself, but he's like thinking himself through different thoughts. 
<coughs> excuse me. Because like sometimes he would kind of be in his own world that he would just go down like deep rabbit holes of thinking about stuff. He was really, really, in, he was really smart, like crazy intelligent. And you would never guess he knew the shit he knew. Like he was a fucking trip, dude. Um, so I see him, he's just working himself through these situations in his, in his head and just having these conversations in his head with these thoughts and all this. And we're sitting at the table just waiting for food and he stops and he looks up at me. And he's like, man, I, 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 it's going to be okay, you know? And he's like, I got to do something. And I was like, the fuck? Because he was still like really serious, but he's like, I got to do something. And I was like, all right. And he walks up and he goes to the jukebox and he fucking puts money in it. And he puts, <laughs> and keep in mind, he's all hard, all more like tough looking and all this shit back in the day. And the and back in the day, Rigoberto's was always packed. Like, always. It didn't matter if it was fucking like 1.30 in the afternoon or like 11 in the morning or fucking 2 in the morning or 3 in the morning or 4 in the morning. There was always people. But he goes to the jukebox and puts on fucking getting jiggy with it by will smith and i was like what i look up and i saw that he went there i was like because he went over they're all serious you know but he he went over and i see him at the jukebox and he kind of looks over and he kind of like kind of like smirks at me and i'm like the fuck puts on getting jiggy with it and he just starts dancing and like hopping and like spinning in circles, dancing back through, like weaving through the tables back and sits there. And he's just like, yeah, man, like, so what's up with you, bro? And I was just like, damn, dude. Damn, dude. And like later we talked about it and he's just like, I just had to work through it and accept it, basically. Like he said in his own words, but that was what I took from it. And I was just like, bro. You are fucking something else, dude. Oh, shit, man. Pablo was something else, dude. We're just going to take a real quick break, and we'll be right back. And then uh, we're going to get into one last thing, and then some music homework, and uh, au revoir. Damn, dude. Damn, dude. Damn, dude. What's good, everybody? Welcome, bicycle, tricycle, and unicycle. <laughs> um, Yo. Oh, fuck. I could just keep going with stories of Pablo, dude. Like, he was just such a heroic, just do or die, ride or die, down as fuck type of person. But uh, just to kind of cap off this last story, to see, because he was so poetic, so deep inside, like, he was not afraid to look stupid or to look dumb or to look silly or foolish or whatever. He just didn't care how you perceived him. He would just make jokes about him being Mexican all the time. He would take it far too. Like he would literally show up with the homie and jump out of the truck and just mow your lawn and then like run away. And like, I'm not kidding. He would call it drive-bys. He'd be like, hey, homie, you want to go do some drive-bys? I'm like, nah, bro, I don't want to do this shit. <laughs> He'd be like, nah, bro, it's so funny. Like you just jump out, you do a drive-by, drive-by, mow their lawn and just fucking run away. I was like... Bro, you are so weird. What are you talking about? But um, I put that on everything. That he used to do that shit all the time. And most of me and the homies had trucks. So like he would just toss it in the back and fucking just be like, why is somebody mowing my lawn? And then like he come and be like, that was Pablo. And be like, 
do we owe him money? <laughs> like, nah, like, I'm Mexican. I like to do this shit. He would say that shit. We'd be, we would just be fucking dying laughing, dude. He would do this shit all the time. I, did, I, I was like, bro, it's, it was funny. Like, but it kept being funny. He just kept rolling with it. It is what it is. Um, but he just had that spirit. He had such a heart where it was like, he absorbed all the pain and he just felt through all of it. He just let himself be miserable. And then he's like, all right, like now it's time to fucking dance and put on a fucking silly ass song. And I was so embarrassed sitting there, but I'm like, what am I going to do? You know, like, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was, oh, Pablo was something else, man. Um, <laughs> so, you guys, appreciate you guys. This has been quite the episode, man. I fucking love talking about pubes. I'll talk about them again probably on the, when we get to that show, uh, whenever seven, July 18th comes around, uh, <laughs> Whether it's the closest Monday or Thursday, we'll put a podcast out for that. And today's music homework is some old school San Diego gangster shit. This is where Pablo was from. <coughs> we used to bump this shit nonstop. I still bump this shit. But this is called 619 Hoodlums. H-O-O-D-L-U-M-Z. 619, the number 619. Some San Diego shit. That's the OG area code San Diego. Dago, Mechatown. Uh... Well, no, nah, this isn't Mechatown. These guys are from, like, Waptown. But anyways, Amichi Park, all that. 619 Hoodlums, I do not own the rights or anything to the song. I'm just a fan. This was one of Pablo's favorite songs of all times. Um, he would just slap the shit nonstop. So in your honor, Pews, happy birthday. Rest in peace. I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for your gift of, of your life and your wisdom and your adventure and your courage and your spirit and your heart. Thank you. Here it is, 619 Hoodlums. Ain't a damn thing changed. Very last day. Fuck what you say. Mind at ease. Jeez. Woo! That is. Whoa, sorry. I, I did not mean to blast your ears, guys. Damn, dude. Damn, dude. I did not realize I clicked the setting over already. <laughs> My bad, guys. My bad. But that was 619 Hoodlums. Ain't a damn thing changed. That shit goes hard. Um. Yeah, man. I appreciate you guys. It's been quite a episode. It's been pretty long, pretty vulnerable, pretty real, all that. So appreciate you guys. Please make sure you tell your mom to tell a friend to tell a dog to tell a relative to tell a trainer to tell a service dog to tell a FBI dog to tell a drug dog to tell a CIA agent to tell a coconut salesman to tell a brother to tell a mother to tell his father to tell his brother's uncle's daddy's dad about the damn dude podcast appreciate you guys please leave us a five-star written review wherever you can
And as always, damn, dude. Damn, dude. This has been and will be and continues to be the Damn Dude Podcast. Much love. I appreciate you guys. Much love. Peace. Damn, dude. Damn, dude.